Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Season 3, Radical Ones. We are back, and we're going to a place that nobody dared to go. One of our favorite movies, Xanadu, from 1980. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? Daddy would have gotten us Uzi. The power is yours. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. My name is Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, officially the start of season three. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I'm here with everyone's favorite brother and mine, David. Here we go, season three. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. We actually ended season two with a bang. And uh, Ryan, you can go more into that, but I'm really excited. I think we've solidified ourselves as a real podcast now. We're we're like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're not just faking it anymore well, oh no it's not faking it we, we're, we're, we're like we got our first real interview last season that bonus with so with, an ama- with an amazing person just overall not even just an amazing actress but an amazing person i'm really excited because i feel like this is just we're just gonna go up from there and we oh my god we have so much to talk about really this episode's gonna be a pretty healthy sized one because we have a chunky one this is gonna be a chunky one we just have a lot of stuff to talk about just about the podcast 
podcast and just different things, not just about the movie that we're, we're going to be talking about, but... David's right. We ended our last season with an interview with Patricia Tolman. Both of us were so surprised when this came about. It literally came about on Instagram in the matter of moments and then it actually happened a few weeks later. So Patricia Tolman from Night of the Living Dead, Babylon 5, we had as our last episode and... Yeah, I she still was just, can't believe she it. Was really, she was just so down to earth. And the, the new ventures that she's doing right now as far as conquering the fear dragon, which if you listen to the episode, you'll know more about that. Is she's trying to help people. And I think that's so important because I think this maybe came about because of the pandemic. Some of the stuff that she maybe had talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So... She's trying to help people and in a really great way. She's doing these traveling explorations, trying to bring back magic, which I, you know, we actually never had a chance to get to ask her what her interpretation of that is, but that could be taken so many different ways as far as the magic in your life, as far as your, your, your energy, your happiness. That could be, we've all gone to places that are like this so awe inspiring, like a Sedona for me in Arizona and things like that, that are so, so magical in that way. So this was, that was really exciting. We're moving on up. To the east side. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I definitely think you'd be the Florence of the group. I'll probably be. Can I be Wheezy? Just because I've I've, I've always loved some Wheezy. I always loved Mama 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 Jefferson. (laughs) Which we know is from Mama Matres from Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill. That's how we know her. She might be Mother Jefferson, but she's Mama Matres for us. Mother Jefferson. Why don't you call me mama? Oh, you're just like a daughter to me, dear. Uh, Look, Mother Jefferson, I... I'll be right there, George! So, we really do hope people hung around. That was a really another large episode that we did with Patricia Tolman. A lot of it was about her conquering fear, but at the end, I think we got really some news out of Night of the Living Dead and things like that, like finding out that she had thought about where Barbara ended up at the end of that. It was thing- little things like that, the pranks she did on Tony Todd while filming. I, I really, I loved the answers that we got from that. And she wants to be back, right? So... <laughs> I know that is the honestly that's the greatest compliment for somebody I and mean, i also have to say that her people were so amazing yeah. to work with as far as communicative getting back to us even worried about like the time differences because she was in europe versus you know us being on opposite sides of the united states i mean such an amazing experience that to me is probably would be for someone who's doing this or someone who's in the news or someone who's uh you know like interviewing somebody that would be the most amazing first experience to have with somebody so agree because it could have been it could have yeah it could have gone a totally different way so lucky with that so what else have you been up to this summer anything that you did over the small stretch of our break (laughs) this is not very newsworthy but we went apple picking which is funny because in my home state which is very hot it's very odd to know that you can do things like go to vineyards and apple picking and different things so we did that we just did a lot we always do a lot of kid stuff i mean i have small kids you know we're renovating 
we're just at the tail end of our renovations. So we did redid some flooring, my master bathroom, which is really exciting. I know that's like it's so lame to talk about my beautiful master bathroom. But if you if you priorities, ever, if you get to a certain point in your life, these are the things that excite you. But it was a really nice. Everything came out so beautifully, and I am so excited. It was something a long time coming. So we did that. You know, just family stuff. We're always doing family stuff, and that's that's us. Other than this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that well that's true because i know all i do is eat breathe and, and sleep podcast. this podcast trying to get this off the ground radical ones in the same vein over the summer our other co-host rob helped put together a poll for us because we wanted to know what the radical ones wanted to hear we know you're there we feel you but we didn't know what you wanted possibly so if anyone doesn't know we have an instagram that is continuously active and the poll was on there for a few days and it turns out david the people want retro news to come back i love that i love that give me give me more give me give me (laughs) give me more So I think the thing with Retro News, why we stopped it originally was, and again, this is the mystery behind the veil of podcasting, behind the Wizard of Oz. We do these weeks ahead sometimes due to timing and things. So the news was turning out to be old. But I think I came up with a way of fixing that problem. Maybe if we did have some older videos, David and I, Rob and I will come back and just add a little news and then add it into a more, you know, a newer episode possibly. So I think that's how we'll return. Or you could just call in a bomb threat to a random place at the time you need it and just put that as the, no, I'm only kidding. We shouldn't say that. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling there might be something here. (laughs) You're a Libra, aren't you? You're a Libra, aren't you, darling? No. Yep. No, I'm not. Yep. So that's exciting to actually hear. And a matter of fact, David, it was split. The other half of people want to hear everything is a weapon with David and the other half wants games. So you had your voices heard. So that's what we love this. I love this. You know, (laughs) we've done a lot of horror movies. We've done a lot of zombie. We've done a lot of stuff that definitely warrants uses of weapons. We did ruthless people, which definitely... We, we so i am excited about this listen i'm always looking at stuff if anybody's ever seen this is going to be a weird tangent everybody if anybody's ever had has kids and they've seen the miraculous ladybug and cat noir there's this there's a part where she always looks around and scans stuff and then she looks at it like this could possibly be a tool that she could use i don't I, you have to know the show to do this so why does it me. sound like miss ladybug took your idea <laughs> There are some people that have taken my idea because I've already seen some videos that this person is going about self-defense and and it's like stuff that I already said. But Mm, listen, mm, mm. is this podcast making a difference in people's lives? Are we reaching you? When I started up with the whole everything is a weapon, it was almost because of the stupid cliche of, oh my God, an axe murderer is trying to kill me. Let me go take a shower. Like, you know, B films and stuff like that. But the truth is we live in a pretty dangerous place. So I was like, well, why don't we marry the two? Let's let's talk about how silly these people are in movies and the mistakes that are made and marry it with the fact that I, I definitely genuinely have been in situations where I, I felt threatened that I needed to know that there was something there that I could 
protect myself with, if that makes any sense. And this is David's mantra. I mean, he has been telling me for years to use the top of a toilet <laughs> toilet bowl lid if you are attacked in the bathroom for some reason. So this is nothing new. This is his life. This is David. He's oh, ready. <laughs> and you want us to do more sitcoms, more comedies, more things in the 2000s and the 90s. So we are listening, Radical Ones. We are planning our new season around you. Should we say Backstreet's back? All right. Today's movie is Xanadu. So this is the 1980 American musical fantasy film. We had been planning to get to Xanadu at some point. This almost happened last season, David, with our Golden Girls episode. And then, unfortunately, Betty White passed, so we kind of pushed it up. And with this, unfortunately, over the summer, Dame Olivia Newton-John lost her life to her long battle with cancer. So this, we hope, is not only a tribute to the film, which honestly is so bad it's good question mark we'll get into that but the beautiful olivia newton john so david i know you're you're an olivia newton john fan as well it's just so sad because i feel like this woman has been battling cancer since the 90s she has had so many bouts of is would you say of cancer where i think she was cured or considered cancer free and it just kept coming back and i have to say we've lost family members to breast cancer we've lost family members to other other types of cancers and it touches so many people and i have to say throughout all of it she maintained a anytime you ever saw her doing anything she never seemed downtrodden about anything and she always was just a professional and i have to say this and i'm gonna maybe people are gonna think i'm insane for saying this but there are certain voices that you cannot ever emulate. So here's an example. I know that Ariana Grande had just sung Hopelessly Devoted to You not that long ago. Oh, she did. Yeah, not and I don't even think it I don't know if it was it wasn't really a tribute to Olivia Newton John. It just just happened to be. And it came up on my feed because she also Olivia Newton John also sang with Mariah Carey Hopelessly Devoted to You too a long time yes. ago. Yes. So anyway, my point is I don't know the clarity in her voice when she sang. I don't know if it was the tone. I don't know if it's the the type of voice that she had but i'm sorry i've never met anybody or heard anybody match it quite or be i'm not saying that she was the most powerful singer in the world but and it's not always about power see people always seem to think that power ballots like you know like kelly clarkson can really belt something out but it's not necessarily about how strong you can yet you can push out something it's just about the tone and the clarity beautiful voice that i even think i even said that a beautiful voice silenced because her and karen carpenter both two unique voices that i don't think i've ever seen or heard again from anybody else so uh, we lost a beautiful voice now she advocated for like helping the wildlife in australia she was an lgbtq advocate just seemed like a really genuinely nice person 
And it's sad. It's sad when we lose anybody, especially someone who has a, a really amazing gift. And she always had a warmth about her. Like her, like you're saying, Dave, I think it's her voice has this easy, it has a happy tone, even when she does mellow songs. There's something about the tone of her voice. It's very happy. It has like a, a happy tone to it. The last time I heard her sing the, the in the latest thing, she, you could tell that over time and between the cancer and the treatment, it did rasp, right? She had this, yeah. But it's... It's still she still had a really beautiful voice but when you first hear that i don't know i've heard her sing live before it the the i don't know it's just a beautiful clean just a very clean voice so olivia she was a four-time grammy award winner she had many hits and number ones on the top 10 uh billboard hot 100 two number one albums if you love me let me know and have you ever been mellow 11 of her singles including two platinum and 14 of her albums including two platinum and four double platinum have been certified gold she was an activist for environmental and animal rights like david was saying so olivia newton john Thank you for what you did, your beautiful films, your beautiful albums, and your beautiful personality. Open your eyes and hear the magic. Xanadu. It's a love story about a boy and girl from two very different worlds whom no one can keep apart. From that, David, let's elevate the tone because I don't think anyone could say this movie is sad. I I don't know what they would describe it as. They might say cinematic poison, but no. (laughs) David, it actually, real fast, this was... The reason the Golden Razzies were created. The person who created the Golden Razzies saw this with a double feature of the Village People's movie, which I didn't even know existed. This is where it all began. Can I just say something? I I have little bullet points that I really want to bring up. Yes. But I want to say overall, the music was very catchy for this movie. Like, I sang along to almost every single song. I have to be honest with you. I know that songs are great. I think there was a lot of ideas going on, and I love the idea 
idea of the merging of different decades of music. I'm a music person. I've been in multiple bands. I love music and I thought it was really amazing the way they did certain things the music overall loved it can't say anything bad about it catchy olivia newton john's voice as usual beautiful and the, the songs like magic and even xanadu i remember dancing at the clubs when they re- they did a bunch of remixes of xanadu in the 90s right they had in that the xanadu 90s. remix yes it became like a like because ryan and i also went to go see xanadu on broadway was it broadway was it off broadway it was, but it no was a, it was broadway it was a hit too and it was funny because and we saw what's his name what's that cutie's name ryan murphy by the way did not discover cheyenne jackson before american horror story (laughs) this man was on broadway for many many years and he played sonny malone in in that broadway show but david don't you think that the broadway show actually fixed everything that was wrong with this movie just because it was so lighthearted and actually played up on that i think it fixed it It played up the camp it was camp It, it made fun of itself like in other words if you can make fun of something Thing, then if you're part of the joke then you're not the joke beautifully said because speaking to what david said earlier the actress who played the kira character on broadway her name is carrie butler so she does an imitation of olivia newton john's voice right you would say like when she does yeah. the eh, eh, eh. she's no she does that look at me look at me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like look and now I sound like more like Yancey it's Butler Yancey right Butler, now. I sound yeah. like, I was gonna say yeah because I can't do that. Look at me. Look at me. Can't you tell? I'd be so thrilled to see the message in your eyes. You make it seem I'm so close to my dream, and suddenly it's all it played up those nuances in Olivia's voice. And Olivia actually went to see the show a few times, so she enjoyed it. But even then, you can't replicate her voice. Even though Carrie did go into this, like, sweeter spot, she definitely played up those Olivia... <laughs> What'd you call them? Trails? 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 Riffs, maybe? I don't know. Riff, riffs. The movie itself, I think there was too much going on. I think there were too many ideas. I think, And I yet think nothing that- at all. <laughs> I think that the dance sequences were way too long. I think this would have been compacted. And I think what what was interesting about this movie is even though it's like ridiculous, it was very lighthearted and I got a positive vibe from it the whole time. Now, maybe you needed to be, this was done in the 80s, maybe you needed to be on drugs to... (laughs) <laughs> to enjoy the movie because of all the like laser light effects the i lights. felt like I, I felt like studio 54 vomited on me or or is that like you know when they first opened multiplex movie theaters with 13 screens and everything was like neon and lasers and it looked like you were playing laser tag that's kind of what i felt like with the movie I pictured, I think it was, there's a gentleman at one of the jobs I worked with who was a stoner from the back in the day. And he always used to talk about how there was a, what was it called? A light circus? I think that's what you would describe this as. Yeah. Like, it's like a circus for LSD, I believe. So yeah. picture that. And then David, I even said it is a PG, the ending, especially at Xanadu, is a PG Rocky Horror Picture Show. How'd you do, I? See you've met, man. Oh my god, I was thinking Phantom of the Palladium. What was it, Phantom of the Palladium? Oh, Phantom of the Paradise, which we have to review on this show too, by the I, way. It was giving me it was giving me Rocky Horror slash Phantom of the Paradise slash Sesame Street slash 
slash electric light show. Yes, it was giving me, it was giving me Dr. Teeth. What is it? What's the one for the Muppets? <laughs> oh my god, Dr. Teeth, yes, and his band. Yeah, he has a band. I forgot what the band's <laughs> name is. But I yes. guess, I guess Olivia Newton-John would be the one. Oh my god. <laughs> She'd be Janice. She'd be Janice. So anyway, okay. I have to tell you, I loved, I enjoyed the movie. I think it dragged a little too long on certain parts. And what was, so this is the thing. And I could tell you where it jumped the shark completely. Sonny Malone is a struggling artist in Los Angeles attempting to make a living by freelancing. He rips up one of his failed sketches and throws it into the wind. It hits a mural of nine sisters and brings them to life. The sisters fly across Earth, but one of the roller skates to town and collides with Sonny. She kisses him before skating away, leaving him confused. So that is the plot of this movie. And this is where <laughs> I put throws paint ripped up paper in the air, not to be confused with Krampus. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I wrote down mural and I wrote down Kira, the youngest of all the muses. Because when did you notice in the beginning she almost looked like she was like shocked, like, Oh, what are we doing here? What am I doing? All my sisters are dancing around. Yeah, she does that famous I'm alive. She comes alive like <gasps> Spirit fingers. She had spirit fingers. She had spirit fingers. I'm Olivia Newton John. That's what she said. I she revealed herself. She's like, guess what? It's me. I'm here in this mural. I'm here, bitches. The Broadway show did this better, I think, too, because Sonny was drawing the mural himself. And I remember he was actually gonna kill himself too. Which oh might have been a little darker. He was gonna throw himself off the pier, and then Kira comes along and says, What are you doing? Oh, that's the other thing, right? In the Broadway show, she has an Australian accent as a homage. Yes. This the premise is this is that greek mythology is real that gods are real muses are real and that they're all around us and then i guess zeus who no longer goes by the name zeus according to the movie is that supposed Let's to he go god? by now maybe Let's just god go- i th- oh. i think i think this is about how muses come into people's lives so what's interesting what i did like about the movie is how gene kelly who is in this His last movie, film by the way oh my god first of all i think gene kelly still had it when he was dan doing dance sequences with Olivia Newton-John, he just so amazing and graceful on his feet. When he dances, it's like it time stood still, suspended you know, in what? time. I, no, I don't even know. But it's no when this man dances, it's like me raising my hand. It's just like so. Like he must be. He must have been just a very flexible person. And he does look very happy when he dances. In his eyes, his eyes light up when he's he dancing twinkles, with Olivia. Twinkles, and, yeah, yeah. twinkles. I mean, of course, him. Olivia Newton-John is gorgeous. So the premise of the movie is about muses bring people's dreams to life. So what I liked about this movie is that you have Gene Kelly who plays... Danny. Not to be confused with Danny Zuko. Gene Kelly plays Danny, an older man who used to be a jazz performer that like in the war times it was like world war one or world war two kind of a thing where olivia newton john was back then his muse and when she disappeared out of his life because muses only come in to guide you to to fulfill a dream he was lost without her but the funny thing is the parallel is that he meets this young guy who is also being mused by Kira, Olivia Newton-John's character, and they find each other. And within them finding each other through Kira, through the muse, both fulfill their dreams. I can't do that, Danny. I can't take that. Why? I don't know the first thing about being a partner. Well, it's easy. We share the responsibilities and we argue a lot. It's like being married. We're not the good part. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, kid. Is it a deal? 
Okay, it's a deal. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I'm back in show business. Now I can't wait. I've got to look over every inch of this place. I only wish we could see better. Oh, I got a flashlight in the car. Will you get it? Yeah. So that's kind of what was nice about this movie. So good. That's what I liked about the movie. And immediately these two guys, they just started talking and they're just like old buddies. It was like, and like Gene Kelly's was very, character's very warm to him and positive, very go for your dreams. Why can't you do your dreams? But within all of this, there's these, all these different bizarre moments where there's a part where Sonny works at this place where he replicates album covers. So like years ago, they used to have artists, I guess, replicate not prints because we didn't have huge printing machines like this to print. So they would have yeah. people replicate painted covers to put on like record stores and stuff. So he has this like very expensive special effects studio within this place that he's working. And he brings Kira there, roll the skating around. Oh, is that what that was? Uh, David, the whole time I thought that was inside of the Xanadu building. I kept saying, is this magic? Is this Xanadu? No, no, no. This this was like sound studios inside the place. And then the funny part is that it was giving me The Last Dragon vibes when Vanity is with The, the Last Dragon and the, the laser light show and that little booth thing. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. The, or the, the, the skating, the, the skate, yes. And I, oh, here's the funny part is I'll have to maybe, if maybe if I'll talk to my husband about this and put, we'll post some pictures because I did a little bit of a deco inspired theme in my bathroom. Which is funny because it goes with, there's a lot of deco stuff in here. So anyway, there's great songs, but too long. The skating montage, like they're skating throughout the whole thing, which is so like... Which, by the way, Olivia Newton-John broke her tailbone and continued going in the suddenly dance sequence during that roller skating through that place. So she broke her tailbone and kept going. And that must have hurt because I bruised my tailbone and fallen down some stairs. And it hurt. I didn't push him. No, No, he didn't. He didn't. Before I forget, this is crazy. You were talking about Gene Kelly's character. Danny McGuire is a character previously appearing in the 1944 cover girl played by Gene Kelly. And he reprises his role. I did not I know that. I never that is knew that. The movies have nothing to do with each other. But it's literally a 1944 character that he reprised. I love it. I love it. That And it's a whole... No- I couldn't believe it when I was finding this out. That's amazing. I didn't know that. And you know what's really sad is that this probably was such a flop. It may be... <laughs> Maybe he was like, why, did, why did why did I do this? But I don't know. I think he had fun doing it. He looked like he had fun doing it. So in, in turn, I you know I had fun watching that. So I'm trying to give you facts sprinkled yes, in. Olivia wanted Mel Gibson as the lead originally. Can you imagine Mel Gibson? <laughs> Yeah. What was he gonna do? Bring in Tina Turner? We don't need another hero. All the children say we don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. All we want is what we are. I would have loved it. That would have actually just ended. Oh my god, it could have been the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. <laughs> Sonny played by Michael Beck, who is known for the movie The Warriors. What do you think about his acting really quickly? People criticize him Dry. as being the worst. Dry? <laughs> 
He, they should have got what what the young BG boy before he died. Oh my god, because he he worked with Olivia all the time too, right? So, Maybe, but he was not an actor, right? He was just a singer. Honestly, did did Michael Beck bring anything to this role of Sonny? He's charming. He 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 gives that wide eyed performance. There's one thing when he's supposed to be having like this breakdown. I take the fall, and he's just roller skating, and sometimes you get a nipple that comes out of his shirt. He's bringing I'm roller skating down a the pier in, in L.A. It, that's like later on but anyway i just wanted to get it out there and david the art people now that you brought up his art studio talk about chewing the scenery that one woman she thinks she had one big line and she got herself to the front like yes sonny we all want to get out of here make it big they were the worst actors in the world the art people the art people well the great sonny malone returns to airflow records welcomed by cheering throngs of thousands art world fails to suffer news at 11. cut it out you know I wouldn't come back to all this unless I had to. Now, we weren't really pulling for you. Yeah, you know, like one of us breaking away, going out on his own, really doing it. Yeah, no paint by numbers, no assembly line art. So what happened? It's what didn't happen. No bread. I fought it, that's for sure. Don't worry. I spend my whole life painting what other people want. I paint his van, I paint somebody else's mural, I paint Simpsons album covers, then... When I finally quit to freelance, not only do I almost starve to death, but I can't figure out what I want to do. Well, you, you can try it again. You will, won't you? David's like, I don't even know where to go from that. I want to say some positive things, though. I do love this movie, though, I have to say. So should I spoiler? I love it. I know you do. I want to say something that I noticed throughout the movie that I was really impressed with. Multi-racial casting. Okay, yes. Yes, her even the sisters, music. Her, her sisters, the muses, even though they're not main characters, there are different races, different looks, different everything. I love that fact. I love that the dancers, the singers, even even in the 19, 19 what is it? 40s, the, the was it? 30s, 40s, vibe, like the Andrew the sister, jazz section. The jazz, they were all different, of different races. You had like... El Jabarge looking guy. Cal, Calloway. <laughs> Is, is I saw El Jabarge. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send you. Oh my god! So while we're recording, Ryan, this is so funny. This is gonna be a new segment called "I'm sending Ryan a picture as we're recording" because <laughs> I want him to see. Is this guy that's in the movie? I'm sending you a picture. Is he the guy from Friday the Thirteenth that oh. that was killed in the shower at Friday the Thirteenth Part Four? Is he the boy? Okay, let's see. Oh my god, I know ex the pretty boy, the pretty boy that does the handstands. Because I think he's, I just had a crush oh on him. Oh my god, is that, okay, Friday the 13th, part four, there's a guy, he's in the shower, he ends up getting glass into him, but he makes a joke to, what is it, like Crispin Glover's character, like, oh, who dropped the soap? I just thought he was so cute. And he does handstands. He did a handstand, right? So part four, going, let's figure this out. Right, the 13th part four. I'm going to the teenagers. Boy, they ain't teenagers anymore. Let me tell you people. Cute shower boy. Doug. Doug. Okay. His name is Doug. Friday the 13th. He was in... No. It looks he just wasn't. like him. But radical ones, I'm going to put a comparison for you because I think David's right. I'm sending David actually the man online. He looks like Donny Osmond in this picture of him, this new picture. We'll show you that on Instagram, radical ones. See if David was on to something. Random background dancer. Or was it just me thinking the boy was cute, so I fixated well, on him. But they put well, him in a lot of scenes. They put him in a lot of scenes. You know what the funny part is, people, is all that... All the dancers were, like, in every scene, right? No, but I'm saying, like... Right 
radical ones. If you look at a movie from a different perspective, you can see like they put this cute guy like multitude of times in like very in your face frames, which to me th- means that maybe they were trying to push him or someone liked him or or you know what I mean? They mm. do that. They do do mm. stuff like that. It's very subtle, but. Oh, yeah. Or he was on the casting couch earlier that day. They have movies like that. I'm not going to say. So so let's let's get because this is going to go off. People are going to be like, we told you we wanted shorter episodes. And now we were making this one. <laughs> Sorry, radical ones. <laughs> what? Let's let's go back to the synopsis, because I can tell you where this where it jumped the shark, where the movie completely jumped the shark. Let's get back to the storyline. Having returned to his old job of painting album covers, by the way, why wasn't that the actual album cover of Xanadu? If anyone's seen the actual album cover of Xanadu that's not the single that has Olivia Newton-John's face on it, it's literally a purple background that has like an art deco design. Sonny's painting should have been the album cover. It has Olivia Newton-John on it and it looks fantastic, honestly. He's tasked with painting an album cover reproduction for a group called The Nine Sisters. The cover shows a mysterious woman Sunny encountered earlier roller skating in front of an abandoned Art Deco auditorium. So then Sunny also meets and befriends Danny McGuire, a former big band orchestra leader turned construction mogul. He was once romantically involved with a singer in the 40s who resembles Kira. Her departure resulted in his own loss of creative passion. Kira encourages Sunny and Danny to open a nightclub and an auditorium called Xanadu, and the two begin working on projects as partners and meanwhile Sonny and Kira begin to develop romantic feelings for each other so then of course this is where the shenanigans happens okay so we, I've got I gotta cut you off for now so when Danny's trying to figure out the name for the he's like what kind of a name what kind of a name and all of a sudden Kira does her little magic thing where she appears and she's like in Xanadu <laughs> did Kubla Khan I was like the Kibla elves <laughs> yeah. whatever she said what <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. She's like, what's, and what's that dude, a coup de car. Wait a minute. No, I'm, I, I gotta get that. I gotta get this. Like, this, this is. In Xanadu, did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure dome decree where Alpha and the Sacred River ran through the caverns, measureless to man, down to sunlit sea? Ooh, she's a bit of a philosopher, too. So you the- know. <laughs> In Xanadu did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure dome decree. Where Alf, the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man, down, down to, to a sunless sea. sea. Yes, Xanadu. I'm Kira. Of course, you're Kira. But. Uh, but? I, I mean. Don't I know you? I don't think so. So, in Kubla, in, in Xanadu, did Kibla elves? <laughs> That's the radical retro version. Kibler elves are always here with us. I did decree fudge stripe cookies for you and for me. Mm, That's... You know, I do love the elf fudge cookies <laughs> with shaped like elves. <laughs> so, I don't know where this came from. This this Xanadu did Kubla Khan. This just adds to the obscurity and ridiculousness of the movie because, am I missing something? Is this like a very well-known poem or something that I should know you more probably, about? I bet I'm you it probably is. To? 
It's probably some kind of muse quote, some like Greek mythology, because they're making this movie deep. But David, did she actually say the words this time? Or was it when Sonny meets her for the first time roller skating and he goes, it's you. And then she just throws her head back and she's not even, her mouth isn't even open. And she goes, it's me. You. Me. She's roller skating by. She's not even speaking. But it's supposed to be some sort of like magical thing. She's magic, so. Or drugs. We still haven't figured out. Come take these drugs. You'll be home free. So now they go shopping. I got we gotta bring up this store. Uh, this is this is a shopping sequence where Danny is trying to get new duds to get more stylish, right? To get more modern threads. They look at his beautiful clothing, probably very expensive, beautiful clothing, and they say he's not hip enough, basically. Remember, this is the 80s, so if you didn't have shoulder pads or neon, you weren't it. If you weren't looking like Dynasty, If you didn't take him to the most cliche 80s, beyond mannequins more. Didn't half the people look like like trash from Night of the... (gasps) Oh my god, I wrote that the group of Return of the Living Dead, including Trash, it makes cameos. Not really, but it looks exactly like them. Ooh, think alike what about the the dressing room curtains that are open legs that open for, for Gene Kelly to come out of. It's a curtain. A curtain that opens and I, the legs I cannot split open. Comment. I could say something, but we'll have to save that. We'll have to save that for the After Hours show. Radical After Dark. After <laughs> Dark. Radical After Dark. Maybe that's what it will be called. It's like the After Dark Club, where Grace Jones will join us. Oh my us. god, is that why I did that? Because I was so used to Grace Jones. Radical After Dark, probably. Oh my god. Stuff. Grace Jones. So we go through this store, which possibly goes on too long but again like we said the soundtrack is i mean i listen to these songs all the time (laughs) but in the movie they do stretch on far too long so there's a point towards the end of the dressing finding new clothes scene that you see that kira and sunny are getting closer and romantically more romantically entangled so this brings me to where the if it didn't do it already it jumps the shark it goes into a cartoon scene montage (laughs) thing it includes fish and a bird with with leg warmers on <laughs> and i said this if i wrote that if if it didn't jump the shark ready which it probably did this is definitely the moment the jump the shark with the cartoon bird with leg warmers <laughs> the bird with leg warmers so do you think and i often ask you this question david with these movies do you think them doing all this including an animated sequence they really thought they really thought this was probably going to be something, right? Olivia Newton-John, hot. Gene Kelly, classic. So studios have, they do have magic formulas, okay? You get like top rated actors. You get the best production, you you yes. know, but in the immortal words of Heidi Montag, it was <laughs> such a hot, it was such a high production album. I don't know why it didn't Oh do my that. God, with her album, yeah. So, it, so you you get this high production, you get this high production, and honestly, it ties into, so there was 70s flavor in here, there was 80s yeah. vibe, there was just different things, it was just, it was just too much. If they had scaled the movie back with all of the sequences, I honestly think this would have been a really 
like classically, you know, interesting movie. A Grease, uh, uh, something like a musical. Yeah, like it didn't. It was. It wasn't gonna. It was never going to be the upper echelon of of you know whatever. But it had an, a really great movie soundtrack. I think what they didn't do, one of the things they didn't do besides being over the top with production with all this different crazy stuff, was why did somebody? Why did not the the for the musicality part? Why did they not? cut the music down as far as like scenes it seems like they had to start the, the scene with the beginning of the song and end it they couldn't have made it fade down and fade out like like normal right. like other movie it couldn't have been in the background and certainly fade down until you go to the next scene it had to they had to play every song from beginning to end even every musical doesn't always do that no you get the album version right extended like i was just like i was listening to like into the woods where they always have a reprise of part of the song and go back and this and that like it you get the reprise here at the end of magic did the person who directed the movie were they or somebody who was involved with musicals before because it, i didn't get that vibe i'm gonna be honest but i think too there's no there's a plot right but if you actually listen to the characters there's really nothing there it does really just serve to set up the next musical sequence so you know how musicals are of course you have to suspend belief when all of a sudden everyone starts dancing and singing around you but this one kind of is like it's normal dialogue that doesn't go anywhere and then it's like <gasps> you just stepped into an lsd or david in the ewok village when he was roofied you just don't <laughs> you're just like uh what like what about even back to that store there was a woman in a 60s outfit air humping in the background just air humping herself in this go-go outfit men with spider faces crawling through women's legs it was it was just so everything everything and tell me david how were they ever going to live up to when they actually opened xanadu the opening night you would never be able to live up to again there was tight rope walking there was pink hanging from a, a upside down from a rope spinning around singing no she wasn't really there but there was a it, yes the 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 ending scene so okay so let's go back quickly though so you find out that he finds out that kira isn't actually a muse she proves to him through different like means that he's she's a muse she has to go back she cannot be with him he actually goes back to the mural and like skates into it and gets pushed into this magical realm where he tells zeus or whoever it is it, it just it's yeah. just basically laser lights and stuff that he oh, loves this kira, is terrible that he loves kira <laughs> but he almost is like yeah i'm taking her back I've come to get Kira. She's not leaving. It's impossible. That's, That's what, what you, you think. think. How'd you know I was going to say that? Put it this way. I'm a good guesser. What else do you know? Everything. All right, then. You know this. I'm sticking to this place till hell freezes over. Sonny! You leave now and you leave without Kira. Why? Because other people have dreams. So send another muse. You got muses running around all over the place. One dream, one muse. Wait, wait a minute. Just listen to me, okay? Kira and I love each other. Now, I don't know how often that happens in this kind of place, but back on Earth, it's pretty rare. We need to be together. All right, that's enough. You're leaving. Kira's staying. No more discussions. Those are the rules, and that's all there is to it. Instead of humbling himself and groveling, I would have been like, please, I love her so much. I will, I'll do anything to be with her. Please, would you just make the exception? She's like, I'm taking her. Like, well, No, he also says to her, 
which is just so funny. Before this, he goes, she says she's a muse. And he goes, answer that, muse. Like the way he t- he uses it back to her, like, you bitch. Answer that, muse. I fell in love. You did. What do you think happened to me? It was a mistake. I broke the rules. Well, now what the hell do we do, huh? Answer that, muse. I don't know. You muse, because... So- <laughs> How dare you, you muse? So the, so he was heartbroken, I guess. So the bottom line is Zeus sends him away. He ends up going to opening night. So this is my question I posed to you, okay? So there is a production where there are people dancing, set, like people roll it. Like, I thought it was a roller ring at first. So Xanadu. then you have like, you, you have people yelling Xanadu, doing the, the crossing their arms, which we did back in the club. There's in a people, line formation? No, well, I, I started that a little bit when the club I was at a couple of times. So you have this over-the-top production, tight rope walkers, people gyrating on mirrors to themselves, like all different flavors, all different styles, people like looking like clowns, literally everything. And then you have Olivia Newton-John coming out and dancing and singing to Xanadu. And then you have this montage of her doing different genres of music with different outfits. You have this kind of where she dresses like a, a leopard slutty sandy she turned into a misfit from gem this is her 80s misfit rock number <laughs> and then you have where she's she does what i'm laughing because i'm thinking of burlesque the wagon watusi the song she's is like, called give me the wagon watusi now you want to show me something show me that all right which number do you want to see i know every single one of them. you know every single number which one do you want to see wagon wheel watusi try harder i just need a chair to tell her can you do this (laughs) can you do that this is xanadu so you've got that country number which is olivia's roots because she's you have all these yeah you have all these different things but here's my thing so i watched this again last night before we did this do you think that that really was not the opening night that she did all of that? Because then at the end, you oh. see all people, you see people walking around and dancing and having a good time, but they're casually drinking and stuff. Do you think that she used her muse magic? That whole thing was just for Danny and Sonny to experience oh, this Zandu experience. And that really wasn't the opening night. That was her version of doing it because then when that all disappears and she sings Xanadu and she takes off into this you know yeah, literally turns, she disappears turns turns into like laser light show magic but not before turning into Star Wars Princess Leia rejected gown that she comes out with again for a moment yeah, yeah with that like looks like she really wrapped tinsel around her hair and put a man she's got a little <laughs> yeah she's got like this little pebbles freaking tinfoil like, like wrap she's, she's, got, she's got that thing what's her name from uh, American Horror Story on top of her head oh. a little <laughs> pepper Pepper, pepper she got pepper house. hair with some glitter stuff put in it. Now listen, this this was not Bob Mackey. This was this was Bob Hacky. I don't crappy. know. This <laughs> cracky, crappy. So, I mean, the leopard he, number looked good on her. Well, she could, she's thin as a rel. I didn't realize how thin she was until I saw this. Oh, the sandy pants did it for me when she's like literally just pants. <laughs> it's grease. A so long story short, I think that this whole thing was her doing this whole 
montage of stuff to show them. And then Because you answered back, my question then. Because I kept saying, how could this be done on a night nightly crazy. thing? Plus, where are the where are the people where are the people just coming, right? Like like you said, because everyone had a job, it seems. Everyone's dancing. Everyone was dancing and And roller skating, like you said. So it's a roller rink yet nightclub? Yet. No, I, I think that it was because nobody had roller skates on after this whole after she takes off and there's just regular people drinking and dancing. So here's the thing. She met him on roller skates. He was a roller skater. I believe this, oh. was, just, this was just some magical production just to like the ending, the whole, you know, whatever. Got you. Okay, because this explains it. So at the end of the movie, Radical Ones, she sings the song Suspended in Time, which I love, into a plain background of glitter for three minutes straight, right? So Zeus lets her Suspend come down, which I love. I mean, I love the soundtrack, but like David said, it was not cut away. It was literally Olivia Newton-John in a glowing thing on a black screen for three minutes of the song. But Zeus says he'll let her have a lifetime or is it a moment or whatever to be human again. Maybe just one moment, darling. Well, maybe just one moment. Or forever. I keep getting them mixed up, too. So after this big production, it goes silent, like David's saying, and Sonny's standing there, and then she comes out as a waitress, and it, their dialogue is obscured by the music. So is that really Kira, too? Well, so Danny says, you know, it's not, he's still moping after, the, even after the whole production, a little bit sitting there, like feeling sorry for himself, and Sonny is. And then Danny says, how about a drink? And he goes, nah, it won't, like, in other words, it kind of won't fix the problem. And then he goes, give my friend a drink or whatever. I don't know who he says, I don't know who he calls over. And then it's her. Now that's where it leaves. You doing okay, kid? Yeah, I'm all right, Danny. Have a little something to cheer you up. No, no, thanks. Hey, miss, uh, would you bring my friend a drink? <laughs> thanks. Wait a minute. Yes? I mean, I'd just like to talk to you. Did Zeus send her back as a new person? Right. He's like, all I want to do is talk to you for a minute. And she smiles and that's it. Yeah, because she seems like she doesn't know him. Like, what? so what's the whole point of playing dumb if it was really her then? So that's the confusing part. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. What the hell was that? I think maybe he sent her back as a human maybe i don't know like it bothered me because i wish it would have been like she knows who she is and that's it could you read the lips i was trying to read the lips but they could have just been saying do you think this movie's actually going to be something do you think we could sh we could get out while this uh, credit maybe, 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 maybe they're saying did they did you cash your check yet did you cash <laughs> like, yet? i have a feeling I, I don't know i have a feeling <laughs> This After this, gonna... I, I could have just done a music video. Honestly, David, there's a famous Apollonia six, whatever, when he did that Prince After Vanity seven. No, is it Apollonia seven after Vanity six? Anyway, Prince was making this like music video movie for Apollonia to release, and it was just really literally just a, a setup to music videos. That's what this is. Olivia could have just, like you said, did an album called Xanadu with electric light orchestra or whatever, and then Dr. Teeth. And Dr. Teeth. Teeth. And then that's it. That's it. But so I have to ask you, David, besides the typical Xanadu magic, favorite songs? Oh, I love them all. So I love magic. I love Suspend Me in Time. Great song. Even I Take the Fall, which is that Sonny song, and Cheyenne Jackson does it great in the Broadway the version. Sonny doesn't sing in this. 
The wheels are in motion, motion. and I am ready to sail any ocean. Is that what the, uh, the lyrics are? Yep. <laughs> Listen, I am Beyonce. You are Kelly or Michelle. Shut up. <laughs> Kelly Roll. You know what's sad? We went to a, an antique store recently, God. and they happened to have Destiny's Child dolls next to a Blossom doll, which was so crazy. They had three Destinies there, David. Guess which Destiny's Child was still there? They were not even Kelly. <laughs> three Michelles were standing there before me. I have to tell you, Michelle has a very beautiful voice, and she had number one gospel albums, and I just don't think that yes. she, I don't think she sold her soul to the devil like the rest. Probably. That's probably what it was. Kelly had the same size hands as Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> she stole. Well, that that song really, really was upset. I love that song, actually. So, why the hate, David? Why was this movie hated? Your your thoughts. It has a cult following now, but that doesn't help you, of course, in the moment. Uh, because the person that came up with it, the whole Razzie thing, is not a gay man. <laughs> No. Was he not, though, seeing a double feature of this and The Village? Did you know The Village people had a movie? Born if to Dance? Did, if they did, I would have thought it would be X-rated. But they said, but the, he did, the gentleman did say that was worse than Xanadu, that, the, the, the other movie. <laughs> the well, it's, listen, this, that's all par for the course because when people are these, are they, they did that with the Spice Girls movie. And from Kelly to Justin, for Kelly Clarkson, when she won American Idol, it's like they, they always try to throw them into, listen, Really, a lot of the time in um, music in Hollywood, you have to, in order to stay relevant, you have to be a triple, quadruple threat. Dancing, singing, right. acting, ri- directing, writing freaking books, everything. You can see even, like, again, every Perfume lines. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to be a, a triple, quadruple threat in order to, to keep going because it's like, I mean, look at Jessica Simpson. She's like a billionaire, literally, off of her, off of her clothing, Shoes, clothing. and, and everything line as opposed to she hasn't sung or performed in years olivia olivia could have came out with xanadu perfume i would have bought it so the bottom line is i don't know why it's hated because people love to to do that you know in cinematic history it's still going to go down as the most one of those bizarro (laughs) i don't know why people like the secret of nim i think that's a weird movie Oh, it's scary it. too, isn't I it? I have though? it. I have it. I think it's a weird movie, but why do people like it? There's a lot of movies. Donnie Darko. Like, why do people gravitate oh, that towards movie, certain I, things? I but why do people understand. gravitate? And that had Drew Barrymore, very well known. Very what? You know who? Who's to say what's? You know, it's just Grease Two. That people could say that about Grease Two, which which we defended on this very show. Wow, why do you, you like Grease Two? You, you, you love it so much. Well, it's I actually do. I like. I want a cool. Well, I, there's so many things. When you told me that the man had a nice queef as opposed to a quaff on his head, you know. When Michael Caulfield saw that clip on Instagram, I was horrified, delighted, and shocked all at once. Because did he actually watch it? And me saying his hair was a queef, queefed instead of quaffed. Or did he just see his name light up on something and like it? I pray it was that. I pray it was no, that. No, I hope we heard the queef part. But we did say he was so handsome, so. And beautiful lips. <laughs> He's got a nice pair of lips, that's right. That's all she could see. <laughs> As she grinded and rode on him. See, look, even when we do Xanadu, which is Olivia Newton-John, she gets short-shafted with Grease too, Like we did Grease and Grease too. <laughs> oh my god.
radical ones. Welcome back. It seems like no time has passed with us. (laughs) And in that time, we obviously did not take any classes on communication, broadcasting, or (laughs) podcasting. That's how I should have spent my summer vacation. But no, this is the quality you get. This is the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. Truthfully, Radical Ones, again, we can't believe we're into season three. We are on our way, actually, David, to episode 100. Ooh, we could celebrate 100? What are we going to do for that? What are we going to do for that? I think we need some suggestions. David Robb. Uh, radical ones what would you like is there a movie that we can there's nothing that's a hundred years old that we could do (laughs) that would be a main oh a silent movie right (laughs) silent what do these people have to say with the silent movie could only imagine. We could do voiceovers. <laughs> In Xanadu, did Kubla Kai, did Cobra Can. David actually and I have been teasing, and I think we really are going to do it. We want to do a mistaken lyrics episode. And Oh, I, I, I just found one that I remember that I did. I'll have to tell you. I actually just got one, too. I've been starting to actually put them down, because I found out that in Whitney's It's Not Right, It's Okay, she doesn't say, I thought there was someone that went down for Whitney. What? It's, I thought I found someone who was down for Whitney. Turns out you were making a fool out of me. Well, it's not Whitney. It's making a fool of me. (laughs) I never heard. Boy, somebody's been listening to, maybe you have been listening to the 90s. I've been down for Whitney. 90s hip hop down with Whitney. So anyway, Radical Ones, that's to come. You could always find David, Universal Appeal 2020, all one word on Instagram, and the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, one word on Instagram. We are also going up the ladder on YouTube. We are on our way to a thousand subscribers, David. And you know, once we get that thousand, that's when we can start getting ad revenue, which is a little something, you know, it's a little something for a little something like us so well that would be great because i honestly i really wanted to giveaways and stuff like that i just i want to start making merchandise and and i really would love to i don't know i just really like i think that that um questionnaire that you guys did that rob did was a really great thing to do but i i just want to i don't know i just want to expand and have fun with it i mean listen we really uh we really enjoy this so we we honestly we hope that you get something out of this of course you might not get the plot but you might get a laugh in between our our craziness you might say (laughs) i won't be watching xanadu or i might be buying some some keebler keebler cookies later and if you do let us know truly and if you're listening to this on youtube please subscribe it really does help we got a way to go we got a way to go but that's just a small thing really will help us so much as always we have that voicemail feature in the description if you're listening to this on anchor if you're listening to this on apple or spotify it's actually the description below when you're listening to this so if you find it in your heart to leave us a review a voicemail we will talk about it on the show welcome season three thank you again radical one david so excited season three i hope that everyone enjoyed this i know we did an an 80s movie but we're gonna we're gonna follow our people and we're gonna do some yeah. more 90s stuff and 2000s and some uh tv matter of fact this month we're tackling david and i buffy's the tv show which covers 90 and tv and 25 years of buffy the television show so that is actually coming up for halloween <laughs> dun, dun, dun. thanks radical ones goodbye well now what the hell do we do huh Answer that, muse.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.